Eight minutes past three o'clock here on The Voice of Pittsburgh. We are KDKA and delighted to have in the studio with me today a gentleman who is running for governor in the state of Pennsylvania, trying to get the Republican nomination. Welcome in Lou Barletta. Lou, it's good to have you here. How are you? The great city of Pittsburgh. Tell me a little bit about your political background, because you've spent some time, obviously, in the House. You've done some things in Pennsylvania in the past. Give me a little bit about your political background as far as the things that have influenced you. Sure. You know, my wife and I were in uh, in business together. We were in the line painting business, and, and uh, I didn't like the politics back home in Hazleton. Uh, the mayor and council were fighting all the time, and I thought it was a bad business environment. Uh, plus, we were raising our four daughters, and uh, I asked the politicians to run government like a business. They told me that's not the way it works. I got mad. I ran for city council, uh, served two years, and then ran for mayor of Hazleton. The uh, city was bankrupt at the time, and in two years we were able to turn that around and uh, then realized uh, we had a bigger problem, a much bigger problem. We had a problem with illegal immigration. Uh, Hazleton being 2,000 miles away from the nearest southern border, it's not a town you would expect that. Right. Uh, that to happen to, but we saw our population grow by 50%, but our tax revenue stayed the same, became impossible to provide services to. And, um, you know, that began the fight. I created the first law in America and dealing with that problem of illegal immigration, uh, was sued by illegal aliens and ended up fighting that all the way to the Supreme Court. And it threw me on a national stage at an issue that nobody else was uh, confronting. Um, from there, I went on to Congress uh, served uh, eight years uh, in Congress, um, was one of the first to endorse uh, Donald Trump, then the candidate, uh, while I was in Congress and co-chaired his campaign here in Pennsylvania in 2016 and was on the transition team as well. Uh, ran for Senate in 2018, was unsuccessful. Uh, ended up, um, you know, finally back home enjoying my 10 grandchildren and four daughters. Uh, thought I was finished with public service. I uh, was very content uh, spending that time with my family. And then the pandemic happened. And I watched uh, as I felt Governor Wolf totally mismanaged uh, this pandemic, uh, shutting businesses down, taking their livelihoods away from them. Uh, you know, you can go to Walmart, but you couldn't go to your local business. It made no sense to me. Crushing, you know, these people's livelihoods and I don't think any man should have, or woman should have that kind of power that they can take that away from people. Uh, and then uh, stole a year's education away from our children uh, when science didn't back it up. And we still don't know the long-term effects on our children. That year's learning loss has to be made up. Well, the test scores that just came out for 2021 certainly don't look great. In a lot of places, it's because kids simply didn't take them because they weren't in class, which you know I think goes to your point, yeah, exactly. a year's loss. Exactly. In fact... My, uh, my son-in-law and daughter uh, just sent me a picture of my two five-year-old grandchildren, the twins, going to school today for the first day without their mask. Mm. And it really struck me, you know, how, how difficult this is and what they did to our children. And then putting COVID-positive seniors back in a nursing home when we knew our senior citizens were our most vulnerable folks, 50% of our deaths came there. And that was enough for me. You know, I had enough. I couldn't sit on the sidelines any longer. I'm very concerned where we're going here in Pennsylvania and felt that I was the right person with the right experience. To so do why something. governor as opposed to, say, running for Senate again? Because that is now a position that uh, that, Tony, that Senator Toomey has said he's not going to run. I mean, that would have been a possibility for that seat, right? My, my background is, is leans itself 
to an executive position, being, you know, having my own business for the number of years that we did, we literally started that business from scratch, from nothing, and grew it to the sixth largest in the country of, of that kind. And then being a mayor for 11 years, uh, I'm not really a legislator. I'm more of a person who, who's been in an executive position. And, and, and I think that's important when we're looking at all the candidates, uh, who actually has that executive uh, experience to run something uh, and I felt that that it was me. I'm better suited there, and and uh, I've been tested. I like to say I'm road tested. Uh, I have a record. You don't have to guess what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, people can look at see what I've already done, and and um, I think that's what it's going to take to beat Josh Shapiro. The goal for me is not to win a primary. That doesn't do anything. Uh, if we don't beat Josh Shapiro, we're going to continue on this path of of literally destroying our future, which I believe is energy. Speaking of energy, there is a tremendous amount of it under our feet, even where we are here in western Pennsylvania. There's no question that it is there. Uh, western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, if you took just that area, it would be the third largest gas-producing country in the world if this were a country. I mean, there's that much there. Why are we not pumping more of it out of the ground? And, for instance, right now, Germany says that it can't go along with some of these provisions and some of these sanctions because they need oil from Russia and gas from Russia. Why can't we be providing that from Pennsylvania? Isn't it amazing? I mean, we literally, we could be fueling the world right here in Pennsylvania. And if you just look at the Ukraine, is a perfect example of, of why energy is a national security uh, issue and how Pennsylvania fits fits that role of America's national security. Very simple. The Democrat Party, in my view, have, have been taken over by radical uh, environmental extremists who literally want to kill and destroy fossil fuels. And, and you know, whether it's Joe Biden, not only the Keystone Pipeline, but right here in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf, you know, putting us into Reggie, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, uh, DEP used as a weapon. They've weaponized DEP to shut these these companies down. Right now, Pennsylvania, DEP stands for Don't Expect Permits. That changes when I'm governor. We're going to unleash this energy that we have uh, and 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 export it and and build the pipelines necessary to to get this this fuel to the market. And I joke about it, Rick, but it's not really funny, but. I say, you know, having all the energy that we have under our feet here in Pennsylvania and not building the pipelines to get that energy out to the market is like being in college and having a keg of beer without a tap. Well, you know, what good is it? I mean, we've got to, we've had this under our feet. God gave it to us. And, uh, and when I'm governor, we're going to certainly, uh, that's going to be our future. Lou Barletta visiting with us. He's a Republican running for, first of all, the Republican nomination. And then ultimately, he says, he wants to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. We will continue on with him talking about some of the other issues that Pennsylvania faces right now, including declining population, too. We'll visit about that. Rick Dayton on KDKA, 18 minutes past 3 o'clock, visiting with Lou Barletta. He is running for governor, a Republican who's from originally the uh, Hazleton area, but is here in Pittsburgh today. He's got a couple of different functions here. So, Lou, as you think back to the time when you were in business and you were talking about the immigration situation, which kind of leads me to the population situation. Pennsylvania's population has been on the decline, and it has been for quite some time. I know... Somebody in my 50s with children in their 20s, one's in Chicago, one's in Charlotte, 
One will graduate from college this spring and will be here in Pittsburgh. But there's a lot of people like me that two out of three of their kids are yeah. somewhere else. I mean, have you seen that? Have you heard that? And and what do we do about fixing that? Yeah, well, exactly. Because, you know, as, we, as I go around and talk to people, and again, being the father of four daughters and watching my grandchildren, you know, people want their children to be here. They want to be able to see their grandchildren. And when businesses leave Pennsylvania, so do our children and grandchildren leave with them. And that's that's the, the reality. How of, do we fix that? Well, we, we, we can't be a – Pennsylvania is not a, a business-friendly state. I mean, what keeps people here in Pennsylvania? You know, we don't have beaches and sunshine like 70 degrees down in Florida – but we have jobs, and that's what keeps people home. People want to be around their parents, their grandparents, and, and where they grew up. But if the jobs aren't here for them, they leave. They have to go with the jobs. And we can't be business unfriendly like we are here in Pennsylvania, some of the highest taxes, the corporate net income tax, second highest in the country. Our regulations, as I said, you know, DEP used to make it so tough to do business here. When you have a governor that's shutting down businesses the way they are, you know, people want to go where they can, where they can operate, where they feel free, and and I think that's a key, and that comes from the very top. When when we say, listen, you know, Pennsylvania will be open for business again. You are going to get your freedom back. You know, you don't, you're not going to have to worry about mandates. Where I, I don't want to control your life. I want to make it a, an environment that you can you can excel and and businesses can profit. You know, I I believe in capitalism, and I believe you know my family was in the road construction business and. I like to say that people who are in business are wired a little differently than those who don't want to take a risk to go into business, and that's okay if, if you're that way. But anybody who buys a dump truck and a backhoe, I trust me, they don't want only one backhoe and one dump truck. They like equipment, and they want to make some money so that they can buy more equipment, and you can figure it out what happens from there. They hire more people, and that's how we, that's how we, we grow the economy by allowing businesses to make some money so they can invest, so that they can pay their people, and we can keep our children here. So we have to create a, an environment. And someone who's actually signed the front of checks, you know, I bring that experience to the table as well, uh, what we need to do to keep our, our businesses here and attract businesses to come here. And again, energy is a, is a key ingredient and, and how we, you know, throw that net out there to bring businesses back here. But something else that nobody really talks much about is rare earth elements, 17 rare minerals that we need for manufacturing our cell phones, computers, our missile defense system. Uh, we, the United States, when I say we, the United States buys 100% of these rare minerals from China. What can go wrong with that? Uh, China sells 80% to the world. I was involved in helping Penn State and actually Texas Minerals do a pilot project where we found all 17 minerals exist right here in Pennsylvania in our anthracite coal and in our waste coal. And we also found that we can extract those minerals from those waste piles. Now, can you imagine what we can do with the possibilities of actually producing these minerals here in Pennsylvania, having an environment where you know people can come here and, and actually make some money and, and, and invest here, and using our energy for national security and for jobs. I think our future is very, very bright, but I think we go down a completely different road if Josh Shapiro becomes our governor. I think Reggie, again, becomes a, a job killer, and, and, and I don't know what Pennsylvania's future will be without using energy as, as a catalyst. Are you getting ahead of yourself talking about Josh Shapiro and not talking about the other candidates in the Republican primary? Well, that's why I'm in it. 
That's why I'm doing this. You know, I'm 66 years old. I can enjoy myself now and enjoy my grandchildren. Uh, I'm not in it to, to just to win a primary. I think I give us the best chance uh, to, to beat Josh Shapiro, and that's what we need to do if you're on the Republican side. You know, this isn't my first rodeo. This isn't my first time I've run. I've run statewide. I have statewide name ID. Uh, ran against Bob Casey, a huge political name here in Pennsylvania. And even though I was outspent by $14 million, I won 54 of the 67 counties and 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 beat Bob Casey in eight of the 10 counties in northeastern Pennsylvania where he's from. I have a record of beating Democrats. A city that I was mayor of was two to one Democrat. I won three terms, last time with 90% of the vote. I beat a 26-year Democrat incumbent in a two-to-one Democrat congressional district. So I have a track record and a history, and I think that's what we need to do. That's the fighter we need to throw in the ring against Josh Shapiro. Some of the candidates haven't run before, uh, no disrespect, but but I think the experience that I bring and the name ID and the fact that I've been on a national stage uh, under those hot lights um, gives us the experience and the best chance to beat Josh Shapiro. Well, I know the primaries are coming up. There will be the general election after that for the winner of the primaries. How do you spend this time leading up to the primaries? Does it mean a lot of crisscrossing the state? Well, for me, I like being out with people. I do Main Street tours. I've been doing them while I, since my whole time in Congress, getting to know people, going to communities that never see their elected officials uh, You know, come in and pay attention to them. I'm, I'm a local government guy. I, I like to govern. I like to... What, what uh, communities are doing. I like to know that and share ideas with them. And I think that translates when people get an opportunity to meet me, uh, to know that I'm, I'm a hands-on person. And, and uh, I think that is my strength. My biggest strength is, is uh, to be out among people. And uh, I'm going to continue to do that. We won't even talk about the Pirates beating your Yankees. So we won't even, we won't even bring that up. Well, <laughs> I'm still in counseling. I'm, I'm still in counseling. But over you were that. talking about Roberto Clemente too. He was an idol of yeah. mine. I mean, as a the, kid the, growing the, up, you were a Yankee fan. In 1960, Clemente. was not easy, was it? Oh, Bill yeah. Mazeroski was yeah. a tough name to absolutely. Sure. Well, hey, thank you very much for carving out some time for us today. I know again that you'll be in Western Pennsylvania today, and enjoy the sunshine. And thanks for making it warmer yeah. here today. And if I could ask people if they want to help, go to LouBarletta.com and see what we're doing and learn more about me. Lou Barletta, Republican, running for governor here in the state of Pennsylvania. And we'll hear more from him as uh, you're welcome back next time you're in town. Let us know. Thank you. All right. Lou Barletta again joining us here on KDKA.